Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. <laughs> I'm just saying, we're in the Lord's house saying grateful, grateful, grateful. And I have people on the phone and people turning away. And I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. We're in the Lord's house, and we're not focused on the Lord. 
it's time for us to get it right. I've been in Alabama for two weeks and two days. And the only way that you can live through Alabama is the Holy Spirit and Almighty God. I thought it was interesting. Deacon Jay and I were in Paris in late September. And we returned home on September 20th. I went to Alabama on October the 3rd. And as I looked at the potholes in the street, as I looked around the desolation and people who were not focused on God, Malik, it made me sad because I realized that God had put us in position that we could go from Paris to Pritchard in two weeks. But what God was really showing me is that I want you to know that I have delivered you and that you are in Paris because my son paid the debt. And you, you're not here because you're all of that. You are here because I am a faithful God. Let me say it again. You are breathing right now because God is a faithful God. And if we have received the sentences we should have received, none of us would be here at all. So I'm here to tell you today, it's time for us to be set free. And it's time for us to come out of captivity and it's time for us to realize that we don't have to be in prison. What am I saying? I'm saying that we are free to serve, but we don't. What am I saying? We are free to clap our hands, but we don't. What am I saying? We are free to shout hallelujah, but we don't. We are free to say thank you, Lord, but we don't. And so as I searched the scriptures, Pastor, and I said, Lord, I need a word. I need to hear from you because my people are in captivity. And Lord, I need you to give me a word that will allow them to see themselves. And the Lord led me to the book of Daniel. And I believe, Deacon Keith, I was led to the book of Daniel because Daniel pastored a strange group of people, a group of people who were disobedient, a group of people who didn't love the Lord, a group of people who did whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted. But Daniel was given a word, and my sermon today is about Daniel's prayer. And Reverend Leslie, what I also learned is that when you are the leader or the shepherd of the flock, you have to be honest and tell them where they really are. Because sometimes we think we have been delivered, Brother Raymond, and we're still in captivity. I learned that captivity is more than physical. There's spiritual captivity. Because sometimes we think that we know more than we know. 
And sometimes we think that we are more spiritual than we really are. There's emotional captivity because there are times that we, all we talk about is what happened in the past. We serve a God of the past, present, and future. And at some point in our lives, we need to get over the past and we need to talk about the future. If we know God, it is not necessary for us to live in the past. I'm going to say it again. If we know God, it is not necessary for us to live in the past. If we know God, it is not worthy of us to hate and dislike other people. Because when you know God, you know a lot about yourself. And when you know God, you know who you really are. And when you are out of captivity, you can look back. And you don't have to sing that old song, my soul looks back and wonder. I soul doesn't look back and wonder. I know how I got old. I know how I got old. I know how I got over. I got over because of the Lord. And you got over because of the Lord. If you know how you got over, just shout one minute unto God. If you know. If you know. If you know how. Oh, if you know how. Yeah. That's why I went to Daniel because Daniel was, is a praying pastor. We got to learn that you need to go to people who know how to pray when you got issues. Because sometimes when you go to some folk, they have no prayer life. They don't know God. They're not in relationship with God. They don't know what moves God. That's what Daniel was also keen in is that Daniel realized that you can't pray to God unless you know God and you are in relationship with God because Sammy, God has a love language. And there are some things that you just don't say to God. And there are things that you say to God because that's the way God wants to be treated. Hallelujah. So Daniel said, give ear our God and hear. Open your eyes and see the desolation of the city that bears your name. We do not make requests of you because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. How to escape captivity through fervent prayer. Captivity is a condition of being trapped. We all are trapped by something. It's the state of being imprisoned. As I prayed about this message, I realized that there are people that I love and people that I know who are in captivity. And the reason you received a form like this, and if you did not, you should raise your hand. But I'm asking you today to just list the people. You don't have to put their full name. You can just put Sister J, uh, Brother J, uh, Mr. M. But all I want you to do is list the people you know of who are in captivity 
and that we're going to lift their name in prayer. And if you don't know of anybody, then you need to really talk to God because all of us have folks that are in captivity. When I looked around my own family, I realized that I have siblings who don't know the Lord. I realize that I'm around people who have no relationship with Almighty God. And I decided that I needed to commune with God. I needed to be quiet and listen to the voice of God. I know I owe some of you phone calls. And I know that I owe some visits. But right now, I'm in a season that I need to hear from God. When I went to 219 South Williams Avenue and I saw my mother lying in bed, longer hair and a glow on her face, but a body that would not move, I was speechless. I was speechless. And I said, Lord, I need to hear from you. And you have to show me what to do in this situation. And the Lord said to me that you need to get deeper into my word. And I will show you the way out. But you need fervent prayer. And fervent prayer means showing great warmth or intensity or spirit, feeling enthusiasm. You ever experienced a person who prays and you almost fall asleep? Have you ever experienced a prayer of a person and you go, what are they talking about? You see, prayer is a spiritual communication between man and God. It's a two-way relationship in which not only we talk to God, but God talks to us. And Bishop, most of us do not have a fervent prayer life because we talk to God, but we don't listen to what God says to us. You see, prayer is two-way. It works both ways. And many of us have been taught to believe as long as I lift up my petitions before the Lord, the Lord will answer me, but that's not the way it works. In this text, we were reminded that Daniel had consecrated himself to the advancement of God's kingdom. And even though he was not directly involved in the rebuilding of the temple, Daniel was driven to commune with God. What drives you? Your good looks? Your family? Your friends? What is it that drives you? What is it that wakes you up? And what is it that keeps you going? And Daniel is saying is that if we don't commune with God, then we don't have clear direction on how we can please God and what we do in a relationship with God. To commune means I take time to listen. So some of us, I notice this in marriage relationships all the time, that everybody says, like the husband says everything he wants to say, and then the wife said, but, 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 no, I'm done. I just told you what. But you see, two-way communication allows two people to express how they see things, and they're not necessarily always the same. And we treat God the way we treat each other. But Daniel had a keen sense of discernment and the weaknesses of the people. 
We have people in our congregation who have the gift of discernment. And what that means is that you don't have to say anything. When you walk by, they know what's happening. The gift of discernment allows you to see the spiritual network within a human being, and they don't know that you have identified it. The scriptures talk about the discernment of the spirit as a gift and to understand and know something through the power of the spirit. So with the gift of discernment, and that's why we do spiritual profiles, because we want everybody to understand what their gifts are. We have a new disciple in PGC. I won't call her out and introduce her to a later date, but she has the gift of discernment. So every now and then I'm going to call her and ask her, what's up? What's the Lord said today? The Lord sent me any messages that I need? Is there anything I need to know? You see, effective prayer requires time. And prayer should be in agreement with God's will. Do you know God's will for your life? Do you know what it is that God wants you to do? Because if you ask God, God will be faithful and tell you what it is. We all should want a more effective prayer life. And I have here, there are eight things that you need to do to improve your prayer life. Prayer should be specific. Prayer should be simple. I remember we had a, we were, we were a member of a church. I won't call the state because you'll know who I'm talking about. And there was a, uh, a deacon who prayed, and he prayed with glowing words of adoration unto Almighty God. We know what you have done for us over the years, oh God. And here we are in your sanctuary, da 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 And the people were sitting there going, what's up with this? And so what I'm saying, our prayers do not have to last 15 minutes. Our prayers need to be specific. Our prayer needs to be simple. Our prayer needs to be persistent. We should also pray and ask God, show me my heart. Show me my inner workings. Show me how I messed up. Show me how I am emotionally. Show me, oh God, if I'm healthy at all. Prayer should be confident. Don't pray saying if you don't believe God can do it. We need confidence that God will do what we ask God to do, but everything we ask, this is the key, has to be within the will of God. Are your prayers within the will of God? Do you know what God's will is for your life, Diane? What I'm saying is that prayer should be done in faith. Prayer is work because we have to learn how to be in touch with God. Prayer should be truthful and prayer should be in agreement with God's will. If I ask you right now, what is God's will for your life? Would you be able to say, what is God's will? God's will is not for you to dress up and look pretty all the time and not know God. That's not God's will. God's will is that we will go beyond ourselves and we will worship the name of the Lord. So Daniel had prayer and he prayed. And Daniel said something really significant. He said, I set my face toward the Lord to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting sackcloth and ashes. Those are symbols of humiliation. Daniel said, I set my face to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting. What is your face 
set upon? What is it that you are looking forward to? Are you sitting here now thinking about Christmas? Are you sitting here now thinking about Thanksgiving? <laughs> are you sitting here now saying, I wish she would get to the point so I can move on? Are you sitting here now saying, I want to worship God just a little bit more? I need a little bit more of that Holy Ghost power. Are you sitting here now asking yourself, what is it that I have done that does not please God? And Daniel prayed for the people. So I found myself doing my absence praying and asking God to forgive us and bless us with his mercy. Now, why is that important? It's important because there are times when we get off track. There are times that we don't know that we're not acting in the will of God. And Daniel was truthful about the need for prayer in the prayer request because they had sinned. I have my own short list of people who pray for me. And whenever I need to get a prayer through, I know who to call. Do you? If you have a situation that you can't handle, who do you dial? Do you dial Pastor Joseph? Do you dial Sister Ruth? Do you dial Sister Sharon? Who do you call Sister Kelly? You need to get your prayer list straight so that you understand if you're going to make it through life, you got to know who it is, first of all, who knows God, in relationship with God, knows God's will, and they will stand up for you in prayer. So what I'm saying is that make your list and know who it is. Because everybody who prays is not necessarily in touch with God. Every prayer does not have Holy Ghost power. Every prayer does not go forward. And what Daniel teaches us is that there's preparation to get ready for prayer. And when you go to God and ask for God's mercy, when you go to God in truth, then you can ask whatever you want of the Lord and it will be done in accordance to his will. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, <laughs> but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places that God had to cast down. Everything that looks spiritual is not. And then in Ephesians 6, 11, Paul said, Therefore, we must put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the enemy. And right now, the enemy is staking you out and figuring out what to do next to trap you in captivity while God wants you to be free. Corinthians 10, 3 and 5 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but more divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Jesus Christ. We are captive of our own weakness. We don't realize what we don't know. And it's time for us to get a relationship with God that allows us to have Holy Ghost power and spiritual power. The psalmist says that he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. 
I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. When I look around at our world and the people who have no desire to know God, and the number is growing every day. I pray to God because I don't believe we understand the current circumstances. When I look at our church, there are people I haven't heard from in three years. There are people that I don't know about. We do a great job, I think, as the deacons checking in. But what I'm saying is that the world has seduced us into believing <laughs> that we have power. The world has believed us TikTok and all the other things. Somebody was sending me TikTok, and I go, I don't have time to pray. How am I going to have time for TikTok and Yo-Yo and Hulu and Boohoo? And all? I, I'm trying to get in touch with God. And she said, well, what did you think? And I said, well, I didn't think much of it because I had something else to do. I was trying to commune with God. I was trying to get an answer from my people. I was trying to find out what it is that God wants me to do. Nothing wrong with TikTok if you got trouble. But Bacon, I'm not a TikTok type of woman. And I just said, I don't have time right now for this. And then Matthew 18 says, truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth, whatever. I want you to talk about what is your whatever. Because it's time for us to realize that we have power when we're willing to say whatever. And we're willing to name whatever it is. I'm waiting for my people to know that God is still answering prayer. I'm waiting on us to get excited about what God is going to do. Because whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. I can bind up your children and bind up your spouse. And whatever you do down here, I'm doing it up there in partnership with you. And whatever you loose, I lose power. I lose prayer. I lose praise. I lift Holy Ghost power unto the people of God. That whatever you loose on earth, loose meaning that you're no longer bound or in captivity. Loose means you finally realize that your legs work, your arms work, and every now and then you can stand up and give some glory to Almighty God. Whatever you lose, I lose my mama and I give my mama over to God. I lose my family and all the illnesses they're facing and give it over to God. I lose the lost and those who don't know the Jesus and I give it over to God. I lose people with no interest in knowing Jesus and give it over to God. I lose people who have energy for the world, but no energy for Jesus. I lose people who believe that the world around them can be trusted. Because the Bible says, whatever you lose, whatever it is, you loose on earth, it shall be loosed in heaven. And he said, I say to you, if two or three, if I could just get two or three, if I get two or three to agree that it shall be done. Hallelujah. If I get two.
you to agree on earth and ask anything. You see, what, 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 what Matthew's really saying is find somebody who knows God. Find somebody who's in relationship with God. Tell him what's messed up in your life. Tell him what's wrong and lose some Holy Ghost power and ask God to move because the Lord's word says where two or three are gathered in my name. In my name. I wish you could get happy about that. In my name. Where two or three are gathered there, I am in. We need to practice that. You need to get one, get to one person. And what you need to do is lose something in the name of Jesus. You need to get one person and lose something. Give it up. Decide that you just want to give it up in the name of Jesus. Loose your attitude. Loose your sinful nature. Loose your family. Loose your children. Loose your arrogance. Loose what it is. Loose your bad attitude. Loose your stinginess. Loose your illnesses. Loose your all in the name of Jesus. Well, you got to loose it. You got to believe. Because the word said, where two or three are gathered in my name, that I shall be in the midst. Where two or three, that take a house full. It doesn't take a church full. Where two or three. some Holy Ghost power. I'm tired of people looking like they don't know Jesus. I'm looking for just two or three who show up with some Holy Ghost power. I'm tired of hearing the excuses of why I don't serve the Lord. I'm looking for two or three who will serve in the name of Jesus. I am looking for two or three. Hey, mama, you're standing up. Get out the wheelchair. Hallelujah. I give your name glory. I give your name glory. I give your name glory. On this day, this house has been loose in the name of Jesus. On this day, we claim victory in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, give God some praise. If you believe it. If you believe it, if you believe it, give God some praise. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. If you are ready to give your life to Jesus Christ, we invite you to pray this prayer with us. And it says, Dear Lord, I admit that I am a sinner. And there is nothing that I can do to save myself. I ask for your forgiveness. And you can do this if you are streaming. At this moment, I believe you alone are the one who bore my sins when you died on the cross and rose from the dead. Today, I turn from my sinful life and invite you into 
my heart. I will trust you and follow you all of the days of my life. Thank you for saving me and hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.